This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 100. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Uh, today we are going to celebrate our 100th episode and the fact that sitting down and trying to have conversation with myself, apparently, uh, over across 100 different episodes and have people actually listening uh, from around the world is humbling. So wherever you are, if you are listening, thank you. I do appreciate um, everybody that tunes in and the support. It's been quite a journey. And I think that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is what has been the journey. Uh, so I started the company in the spring of 2017. And leading up to that point was pretty stressful because I was working with a friend uh, at a, a different uh, floorball company um, doing similar stuff, but realized that I had a voice. And I've talked about this in the, in the past and talk about this uh, over a couple different episodes, but I felt it was it was something that I wanted and needed to do for myself. You know, I was putting in a lot of the time and energy trying to figure out how to grow the sport of floorball. And what did that look like for me? And I had seen some examples and connected with a couple different people who were focused primarily on selling equipment. And that was not really something that I wanted to focus on. Um, and so I wanted to use my experience and background to build a platform to help raise awareness and education and really just get people excited about the sport and how to get get started. Uh, so often when we find a sport, it, we may not be sure how to get off the ground. And it's one thing to say, this sport is great, here's some equipment, but how do we take that from nothing to a full-fledged program? And a lot of people will target the hockey programs in the hockey world for that, you know, obvious, if you will, uh, crossover into the sport. And my focus has not been that primarily. It's been trying to work with other groups and organizations to figure out how do you teach this sport. But at that point, how do you then build on that to have something that kind of permeates into the culture and the community where you live. And that's really been the focus over the last number of years. Um, and even from the beginning is how do we get it into the, into the community? And so starting talking about the, the sports with floorball guru, when I launched focusing on blog posts and newsletters, um, doing them weekly and, uh, and then, and I've been doing them weekly ever since. I mean, 2007, I've been doing a, more or less a weekly blog to my readers uh, since then. And over time, added the podcast. And now we're doing, you know, our 100th. And I've done some videos and I've done some YouTube stuff. And I've been just trying to figure out what works and what's creative and what gets people thinking and talking and engaging and all this other stuff. Because the fun part about it is we've got people from all over the world that are playing this sport that are, are in similar boats. Uh, they're all trying to figure out how do we, how, we, how do we grow this thing? We found it, and, and then how do, we, how do we get it to that next level? 
And you see some things with like major events such as, you know, the World Floorball Championships for the men, women, U19 men, women, um, the World Games and things like that. Um, some countries have developed leagues, but even they're, they're struggling with different, different issues and problems. And so, you know, everyone's kind of in similar boats, just at different parts of the game, if you will. And so working with Floorball Guru to, to be another voice and to talk about the struggles of trying to get something from nothing off the ground to, to growing it in my area, to dealing with everything in the last 15 months, to now just now in Washington State lifting all of our restrictions um, and still trying to figure out what does that mean and what does that look like and how do we go forward, but preparing for how do we set now for the fall because I, I'm feeling personally in the conversations I'm having with parks people that I deal with um, over the summer is a lot of the youth programs, there's a there's a really big demand for that four, five, six, seven uh, age group. And right now there's not a lot available for obvious reasons. And so I think there is a potential for floorball to really take off. And I'm, I for one, I'm going to take advantage of that as much as possible in my area to grow what's working in my area. And I get the conversation a number of times where there's an illusion of I've started a club system. Um, and that's not true. I don't have teams per se. Um, you know, I started instructional classes from the very beginning where I would go and teach and I'm on the court teaching with kids and I'm interacting with them and we're building skills and we're having fun and, and going that route that evolved into having a small, like three on three, four on four, no goalies kind of a league. Um, and a lot of that was predicated on space and what was available. So we were going into smaller gyms, um, but for me, it was more about how can I create the atmosphere around all this to where kids are having fun, um, you know, we're engaged, we're moving, and it's something that they look forward to on a regular basis. And so we were able to build that literally right up until COVID shut everything down. I had a program the day before everything shut down, and then that's been it. And so I've been trying to figure out how to get things back over the last 15 months and, and we've been able to do it slowly some things are working some things are not um but that's part of the game is we're all trying to figure that out and so um when i look at the business and where where we started to where we are now um you know it's it's definitely gone through peaks and valleys i'm, I'm going to be the first one to say it has not been perfect not everything has worked not everything has worked well Things have worked. Things haven't worked. Um, there's been success. There's been failure, um, and everything in between. And anybody that's trying to sell you anything different is lying, um, because a lot of this stuff is just—it's just hard. And at the end of the day, it is also very rewarding. I love that I've had kids with me since 2017. They come back, not every session, because I still teach classes. But they come back most of the time. They're either doing the classes or they've joined, joined my league when I can get them up and running. Um, and now I'm in the process of, of slowly building my community um, around that for the program, but also trying to figure out how do I 
pull other people into the world that I can train and kind of hand over different things so we can take it to another level, which is a really hard thing to do because ego tends to step in the way where we say, well, I'm, I'm the best one for this, or I can just do it better. Um, a lot of times that's going to stop growth because there's so many different people that have skills and knowledge base and yeah they may not do things exactly how i would do them but that's fine what they're doing is is serves the end goal as well and you know that's that's a bigger part of it so there's a there's a big ego piece to a lot of this stuff that you know we need to get over if we want to if you want it to grow because you have to get more people involved and we got to give give people those opportunities to grow and learn and fail and succeed and all the all that stuff so i'm working through that and, and what does that look like and how as I plan for the future of my programming, how does that look like? Um, you know, when I started Floorball Guru, the initial goal was I want to be the end all to everybody. I want to get this program going around the country, in the U.S., North America, around the world. I want to be part of that. I want to help people. I want to be that person. The challenge that I ran into with that um, is it's just not possible. And... It's, it's never going to work out the way, the way that, that you think it is. And so I decided, you know, a couple of years in after having traveled the country, uh, going and speaking at national com conferences and trying to get people engaged, um, that my focus would shift a little bit more to where I live and spending that time really emphasizing how do I continue to grow my programs because one of the things that we're seeing right now, and I love that we're seeing this, recently, uh, I think it was in June, we saw a, some more some youth programs getting up and running. Uh, there was a tournament in Utah, I believe, and that had, I want to say six teams from around the country, um, and I thought it was great. I think it's great. I've got no issues with it. I think they're doing a great job. It's exciting to see people talking about how do we continue to grow the youth. Where I diverge, if you will, is the method. I'm, I don't think that, you know, setting up youth league, youth tournaments right now are the end goal. And right now, I think that, you know, for anybody that started a youth program, I heavily challenge them to continue to push. And how do you get that to the next level? And I understand that there are, there is some benefits to yes you want to play other teams you want other experiences so on and so forth but I think most of the energy needs to be put into how do we grow my city then how do I go to the next one and grow that city and then how do we grow the next city and how do we and so it, it takes again a lot of time a lot of effort for most people it's either not paid or it's not paid terribly well um, so you really have to have a passion for it and and grow it and work with it and so that's kind of where for me it goes back to my core and what we've been doing this whole time with education focusing on our curriculum and the book that we created to help people uh, give them something tangible to get started for how i teach and the things that i'm doing for the programs that i do it doesn't have everything in there that i do but it's got a lot of different things that at least get people started and thinking about how do we incorporate floorball into uh, a program how do I start something? I've never done it before, but I could get off the ground with a, a very 
well-designed curriculum that walks you through what to do and then gives you that opportunity as well to be creative on your own right and build your own skills. Um, works on tips and tricks and things that have worked and things that don't work and things to think about and all that other stuff. Um, so I've kind of shifted over the years to focusing more on that um, because I think while I can bring value to anybody, if, if they want to, 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 to find it, it's there and use it and take things and, and evolve what they're doing. And if I can play a small role in that, that's awesome. Um, but for me, and I've done overall less traveling, if you will, I'm a little more selective on when I go and, and, and travel and do some of that stuff. Um, because again, it's, it's a lot. I got a full-time job. I actually run three other businesses um, including Floorball Guru that I'm, I'm working to get off the ground. Um, and, you know, it, you can only go so far. But my passion and my, and my joy for the sport of floorball and wanting to see that grow and being a part of that in some capacity um, in my own way. Uh, I'm, I'm not currently associated with any uh, federation or, or association. It's just me doing my thing and... Uh, trying to support others where they're going. Um, but again, my view of vision, if you will, is is different from others and, and what their end goal is versus what my end goal is. Ultimately, the end goal for everybody is let's grow the sport and build it as big as we can and go from there. And that is, that's the goal. How we get there is different for everybody. It looks different for everybody. And there's no fault, in my opinion, to any of that. Um, I think we just continue. We need to continue to have more people getting involved in again what works for them. If it's I can teach a class, and I'll challenge anybody if you're listening and wherever you are, if you want to grow the sport, teach. The teaching does not have to be that much of your time. Again, I work a full time job. I have two kids, my wife. We have our own thing. They're involved in a variety of things. I also run three businesses, which includes Floorball Guru. In addition to my full time and other things like that, there's time in the day to figure this out. I don't teach and do floorball 24/7 by any means. Um, so for me, I will spend anywhere from an hour and a half to two two hours, two and a half hours a week. But I break that anywhere between four and six week sessions. Then I maybe take a little bit of a time of a break, a couple weeks, and then run another one. So for me, the framework will look like this. Coming into the fall, I'll run a six-week session in through September and October. I'll take two weeks off, and then I'll run another one in November into December. It might be a little bit shorter. It might be a four or maybe a five-week session. I'm conscious of holidays uh, and things like that, so it does take a little bit of time as far as planning. But overall, in the majority of the time, we're looking at a you know two-hour time, maybe two-and-a-half-hour time slot of which I schedule during the week after our work. So I find the, usually it's Thursdays for me in my schedule where it's, I know it's not busy with other things in the evening and I go from work, I get dinner and then I go and set up and run class for two hours and then I go home. So I'm usually home by around, you know, nine or 10, not even that. I'd say nine at the latest. And that depends if we're able to run an adult pickup after the once a week. So in reality, it is a sacrifice to spend some of that time with my family. But in the end, it's, you know, 
it's what I love to do, so it's it's pretty no-brainer in my opinion. And I repeat that throughout the t- throughout the year. Uh, a lot of times I'll take summers off, or maybe I'll run a camp, one or two, or or sometimes nothing, depending on what's going on, and just take a break. Um, but it doesn't have to be all inclusive, all encompassing for everything. And you know, you're looking at forming a business. Your costs overall shouldn't be that high. I mean, your your equipment, and you don't even have to provide equipment. You know, balls and a goal, sure, sticks if you can, but I also, you know, sometimes I, and because of COVID, I require everyone needs to bring their own stick. I don't care where they get it. Now I happen to sell my own now, my own branded equipment, which is part of the process over the last couple of years. And I went through that process, which was fascinating. Um, but, you know, to think that, oh, we're going to price it out or this or that. Again, look at what your costs are. Figure out what your, you know, I need X amount of kids to cover this or even a break even and then go from there. Um, partner, I partner with my local Parks and Rec and we do a percentage split, which is pretty favorable and it works for everybody. So your cost is really becomes your insurance for the main thing, your business costs. So for, you know, business say 250 and your insurance is going to run you probably about 500, uh, give or take. Uh, for the year, maybe less depending. Um, so for 800 bucks, you know, how many sessions do you need to run? How many kids at what price point do you need to run in order to cover, to cover that cost? And again, you're not necessarily going to make a ton of money, especially right out of the gate, but when you're building it on a per person basis and you keep that affordable, kids are going to show up and they're going to come back, especially if they're having fun. I try hard to never charge more than, you know, other programming, um, I tend to be on the lower side as far as, as uh, sports, but you have to find that balance because if it's if it's free, people aren't going to show up. I guarantee that, um, or not consistently. If it's too if it's too low a cost, they're not going to necessarily see the value. If it's too high, you're going to out out price certain groups. So you have to find what's going to work in your area for the price range. So do your research and look at the competition and what's out there um, and then kind of go from there. But your overall overhead is pretty low um, and you don't have to do everything all at once. So that's kind of been my focus for the last number of years is teaching, getting in front of kids and kind of going that route. So it's been it's been an arduous process from the beginning Um I've lost friends over it because they didn't necessarily agree with what I was, what, what the route I was going. Um, I, you know, I've got people that don't like the way that I'm doing things. Don't like my approach. Don't like me. Uh, just aren't a fan who are you know looking and waiting for me to fail. Um, and that's unfortunate, but that's the way it goes. I mean, you're, you're never going to have everybody around you always support you and the people you, you, hope and think would support you don't necessarily in the way that you're maybe expecting so if you're going to get out and start this be prepared for that um but come back to what is your goal what's your why we've talked about this a number of times as well as what is your why and and focus on that and good things are going to happen in the long term and it's going to take some time there is no home runs out of this at all um I think too many people are going, I'm going to start something and then 
hundreds of people are going to show up out of the woodwork for no reason that don't know anything about this, but they're going to magically love it. And I'm here to tell you that that's just not the case. But there's so many kids out there that are just dying for something like this. They want to play sports. They want to be engaged. They just haven't found that thing that really sparks with them. And there's a number of reasons for that. But I have found that there is a home. There is a place for floorball in the sports world. Um, And it's going to be a lot of times the kids you're not thinking about. And the kids that you're not maybe not expecting but they, and from my experience, show up, they love it, they're engaged, and they can't wait to get more. And the, the comments that I've had from parents over the years about how much their kid loves it, um, how much it's helped them kind of grow into who they are and find confidence, and all those things that all, if you play sports, we talk about a lot of times, and hopefully you've experienced as well. And it's just part of the process. And so I think that we can continue to push, continue to grow, and continue to get more opportunities for kids and adults. But my, again, focus most my focus mostly with kids um, to play, be active, and move, and have fun, and try new things without it being so um, off in the weeds when we start to look at club level play and traveling and. Oh, I have to spend all this money just to to be on a team to experience a play and we're gone every weekend and so on and so forth. Um, I think there's a place for we show up once a week and we play and we just stick to our area. And I think as we continue to grow that and more people get involved and they get in that world and they see it, it's going to continue to grow. But it's going to take time and we need to be okay with that and utilize opportunities of things that are coming up with different experiences, but have a solid foundation to build off of. We can promote adult programs all we want, but if we don't have youth programs and solid youth programs that are growing and getting more kids involved and have a steady pipeline for that going upstream, it's gonna be a constant battle. So those are just a little bit of my thoughts on a variety of different things i am truly blessed to have had the opportunities that i have had within the sport to travel the world and travel the country to get in front of uh, a lot of people and to again just try to put my voice out there as just one singular voice but we need more we need everybody if you're sitting here again go create an anchor account start talking about floorball doesn't have to be anything crazy it doesn't have to be anything you know fancy but talk about what's happening in your area talk about you know what is what's working in your country what's not working in your country what do you wish you could what do you wish you could change and and then how do you do that and if we can collaborate as a community to figure out these issues and these problems and these challenges that's better for everybody and that's that's the best part in my opinion so I look forward to figuring out how to get to events now, um, how to get back to some World Floorball Championships and to engage with the community and to be there to promote the sport and to promote the players and to promote the fun and the engagement and all the all the above. Um, it, it's an exciting time as we kind of move out of 
I'm hoping, boy, I'm hoping we're getting out of COVID and we can get back to semblance of normal and be back together and all the above. So it's been, it's been a crazy journey this far. And I thank you for following along. So from wherever you are in the world, um, thank you. And more importantly, keep floorballing. And if you're looking for more information about floorball, check out my website, www.floorballguru.com. Check out my store at floorballguru.store. Find me on social media at floorballguru. Let's converse, let's connect, and let's have some fun.